here she comes. And she's a little bitty old woman. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost will hit her, and she just taking off, take off running around the church with her hands lifted up and just shouting, just running around the church. And so finally, one day, somebody asked the pastor, he goes, Pastor Hankins, he goes, why does your wife always, it seems like the quietest moments just takes off? He says, you don't, he says, you have no idea because it was in those quiet moments in her life that actually took hold and destroyed her. For see, she got delivered from depression. She had severe case of, of um, severe depression to where she wouldn't even come out of her room and she would ball up in a knot, in a ball, and sit in her room. She couldn't even go to church. Her husband would go and preach and she'd sit in the corner. He said, but all of a sudden, one day, one day, she just decided she don't want to be depressed no more. And it was in that quiet time and in that dark time that all of a sudden, this woo rose up in her. Huh? Come on. You know, how you going to get your victory ain't necessarily how someone else is going to get their victory. But when the Holy Ghost tells you to do something, I, it would behoove you to do something. Huh? It may not be a woo. It may be a shout. Huh? It may be a dance. You may have to start dancing in your room or you may have to start running around your house. Come on, whatever's necessary. Matter of fact, Dodie Osteen, when she was diagnosed with cancer, she got down to 70 pounds. What delivered her? She went and grabbed the vacuum cleaner. She can come to my house anytime she wants. She grabbed that vacuum cleaner and started vacuuming the house. She had no energy. She laid on the couch all day long. They had to pick her up and take her to the kitchen table. They had to pick her up and take her to the bathroom. They had to pick her up and take her to her bedroom. But all of a sudden, one day, she says, I'm not going to be like this. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go grab the vacuum cleaner. So she got up and went to that closet. And she couldn't hardly make it, you understand now, because she's used to being carried everywhere. But she all of a sudden, something on the inside of her. Huh, come on, her woo, come on, came alive. Huh, come on, when is your woo going to come alive? Huh, come on, you need to find that woo. And when you find that woo, and all of a sudden that woo rises up, all of a sudden it calls you to woo, do something woo, that you ain't used to doing. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. And she went to that closet, and she opened up that door, and she pulled out that vacuum cleaner, and that vacuum cleaner didn't, went way much less than her. And she had to grab it with two hands. She said, I had to. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And she said, I grabbed that van cleaner and I drug it across the floor. To where I was laying at. Because you understand, she had to show that place that where she was laying at, that she ain't going to lay there no more. Oh. oh, come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. Because you understand, she had been to that secret place. Huh, come on. Psalms 91 rose up in her. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under shadows of the Almighty. And I will say, oh, come on, somebody. Somebody needs to do some saying in here tonight. Somebody needs to do some woo in here tonight. Because I will say unto the Lord that he is my refuge. Uh, he is my strength. He is my high tower. In whom will I trust? Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, my God, my God. And she drug that thing out. And she went there and she unrolled it. And it took, probably took her a while to unroll it because she don't have much energy. But that woo inside of her 
Oh, my, my, my. Come on. You don't, we don't, listen, we don't listen to what the doctor said because the doctor sent her home to die. They said, there's nothing we can do. They just sent her home to die. And they said, you know, you, we ain't nothing else. We're just going to send you home to die. There's nothing else we can do. And so they put her on the couch and she's like, you know what? There's something about that name Jesus. And I think something inside of her said, I just speak Jesus. Because see, that's what happened to to um, B.B. Hankins' wife. All of a sudden, she'd be sitting at the table when chaos is going on or she'd be somewhere and chaos is going on. She'd be in a mall and someone would be going on a grocery store line and chaos would start happening and people cussing. All of a sudden, she'll start saying, I just speak Jesus. Huh? Come on. And it just began to rise up in her. So that woo, come on, came alive. You know, you understand, you have a woo inside of you waiting to come out of you. Huh? Oh, come on now. Huh? Come on now. And all of a sudden, she got in front of that couch and she unrolled that thing and she found that she had, now she got to go back to the plug, to the receptacle. So she picks up that cable and she drags that cable all the way to the wall. And I'm sure it took every bit of ounce of energy she had to plug it in. And I'm sure when she turned around, it seemed like a country mile to that couch. Probably won't 10 feet. But for somebody that hadn't been able to move, 10 feet is a long ways. But she decided, come on. I said, she decided, I'm going to speak Jesus. Huh? Come on, I'm going to speak Jesus. There's just something about that name Jesus. <laughs> come on, there's healing in the name of Jesus. <laughs> come on. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's strength in the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, as she's doing that, all of a sudden she realizes now she's standing in front of the couch with the vacuum cleaner in her hand. And she pushed that power on, she clicked that power on, and she went to work. She said that she couldn't go long the first time. But it set the pace and set the stage for the next time. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Your praise right now. You may not feel like praising him, but you better praise him. You may not feel like lifting your hands, but if you'll just lift your hand. You may not can do it very long, but if you'll just take the effort of faith and take the step of faith and begin to apply your faith and begin to lift your hands up a little bit, it'll get easier the next time. And it'll get easier the next time. And it'll get easier the next time. Before you know it, that what the devil has tried to do to you has fallen over you. Oh, come on, somebody. But we have to build up our stamina when it comes to worship. You have to build up our stamina when it comes to praise. You have to build up your stamina when it comes to reading the word. Because I'm telling you, how many can raise your hand? And don't raise your hand, but I could raise your hand. You go open your Bible and you read a couple of verses and, it may, and you're like, okay, I'm done. And I'm going to put the Bible down. And that has nothing to do with your love for God. That's all the stamina you got at that moment. But then all of a sudden, the next day you read four verses, and the next day you read six verses, and the next day you read 12 verses. Before you know it, you're reading a whole chapter. And all in that whole chapter, all of a sudden, something begins to stir inside of you. Huh, come on, that goes, God will lead you exactly what, where to where you need to read and what you need to read. That's why I don't listen to folks tell me what to read. I go where the Holy Ghost tells me to read. Huh? Come on now. And I find out where the Holy Ghost, where the Holy Ghost wants me to go. And he sent me some place today. I was like, Lord, I don't know. This don't, I don't feel this message. I don't know why you got me going there. I feel like I need to go somewhere. He said, just read it. 
Huh? Come on. That's how he talks to me. He gets real serious and blunt with me. He said, just read it. And all of a sudden, something started stirring inside of me. And all of a sudden, a remembrance came to my mind. How God set me free of a situation or he delivered a family member or how we were in a meeting some years ago and something happened. And tonight while we were worshiping, doing free worship, the Holy Ghost said, you remember? And he took me back 25 years ago. He said, you remember 25 years ago when you were pastoring in Virginia Victor Life and y'all had rehearsal that one night? And you remember that y'all just decided that y'all just going to worship? We're not going to do practice songs. We're just going to practice worship. Come on. You know, there's nothing wrong with just practicing worship. Huh? Come on. Sometimes we get so caught up in the chords and so caught up in the words of a song that we lose sight of the worship. Sometimes we just need to worship. Come on. We need to practice our skills listening to the Holy Ghost. We need to practice our skills praising in the Holy Ghost. We need to practice our skills worshiping in the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on. And tonight, the Holy Ghost is saying, it's time to practice my presence tonight. It's time to enter in for he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Come on. I'm calling you in. I'm calling you in. I'm calling you in. I'm wooing you in tonight. Oh, my God. Because it is in that secret place where the miracles and signs and wonders begin to take place. The reality of the word becomes alive. I said the reality of the word. And man, I, I love what Philippians 4.13 says. And you know the scripture says, I can do. So when somebody tells you you can't, you say, no, I can do. Huh? You don't even have to go any further at that moment. You just got to, sometimes you, before you can convince anybody else, you got to convince yourself. Come on, I preached on confidence last night. Come on, how many have confidence? I, I have confidence. Come on now. And because I have confidence, it gives me a boldness. And because of that boldness, I can go to the very throne room of God as if sin never existed or sickness never existed or disease never existed or hurt or pain never existed in my life because I'm not taking that stuff to Jesus. What I'm taking is my spirit and my faith and that's how I enter into the presence of God. I leave all that stuff behind and I go before the Father and because when I go before the Father, He hears my cry. Hallelujah! So everybody says, I can do I can do. You know, sometimes you just got to convince yourself because you're not even going to convince the devil until you convince yourself. You can quote all the scripture you want until the cows come home. But until you have, a, until you are fully persuaded that neither death, nor height, nor li no, no principalities, no powers, come on, is going to separate you. you got to have that confidence. you got to build that confidence because until you can convince yourself that what God said is true, you're never going to be able to convince that devil that's coming at you. I tell people all the time, Scripture by itself is not to fix your problem. The devil can quote Scripture. Read your Bible. He was quoting scripture when Jesus came out for fasting for 48. The first thing he did was quote scripture. It didn't change his situation, didn't change his past, didn't change his present, and it sure ain't changed his future. So when I began to really meditate, I said, huh. 
Because, see, when I was growing up in the 70s, um, well, I grew up before then, but in, I remember us getting a hold of Dad Hagen's book in the 70s, but we got a hold of another book on confession from another preacher. Name it and claim it. And, uh, and so everybody was reading that book, name it and claim it. Everybody was getting fired up, you know, because, you know, the way the teaching was is, you know, if you just claim it, you can have it. If it has a name, you claim it, you can have it. And I mean, people claiming, trying to claim cars, they're trying to claim houses. They couldn't even afford a Volkswagen. They're trying to claim a Cadillac. Oh, come on now. That's, faith, that's foolishness and presumption. And uh, anyway, so all of a sudden, then the teachers went in to find a scripture and stand on it. Remember that? You find a scripture and you stand on it. Well, there's nothing wrong with standing on the word and the promises of God as long as you've got confidence in it. But if you don't have no confidence in it, you might as well stand on Winnie the Pooh's book. <laughs> even, she, even she can laugh at that. Huh? Yesterday was Winnie the Pooh day. You might as well just brought out his book and stand on it. Because if you don't have confidence in the word of God, come on now. Until you have confidence, that is just paper. It's just the number one seller. That's all. But it doesn't become the, the word of God. And it, becomes, it doesn't become the life that it's supposed to be until you realize that you got to have confidence. You have convinced yourself that this is God speaking to you. And so we see here, I can do all things through who? Through Christ. That means that, you understand, this takes the responsibility off of you. That means that you can't fix this. Come on now, you listen to me. You cannot fix this. You understand? The only way that this situation, or whatever you're going through, or whatever you're dealing with, that's going to be fixed, is that you have to understand, first of all, who Jesus is. Because you're never going to find out who you are until you find out who Jesus is. Because once you find out who Jesus is, then you can look in the mirror because actually that's who you are. I mean, the Lord told me uh, a couple of years ago, uh, actually it wasn't a couple of years ago, about 18 months ago. He said, I want you to stop. I want you to stop studying the miracles. He said, stop focusing on the miracles when you study the word, when you read the word. He said, what I want you to focus on is the life of Jesus. He says, I want you to focus on what he did before the miracles happened. Huh? Come on. And so I begin to just study when I read the Bible, when I'm studying the scriptures and, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm studying Christ and what he did. And, and all of a sudden, one of the things that really just seemed to creep out was that he was always moved with compassion. If you study the scripture before he fed the 5,000 plus women and children, the scripture says, and he was moved with compassion. And throughout the scriptures, we see that where he was, with compassion overwhelmed him. What that was is that his father's love for us. And the Lord said this. He says, until you fall in love with me, you'll never fall in love with you. And until you fall in love with you, then you're not going to fall in love with anybody else. It's interesting because you can't love someone without loving yourself because there's a barrier there. You may have affections for somebody. You may like somebody. 
You know, you may even lust at somebody. But you won't have true love, the love of God, the way we're supposed to love one another until, first of all, we fall in love with Jesus and allow Jesus to fall in love. You understand it's a two-way street. It's just like me and my wife. You know, we've been married for 30, going 35 years now. And, I mean, right? 38? Are you serious? Where was 35? <laughs> well, 38, we're going on 40 years of marriage. My God. <laughs> so we've been married 38 years. Okay? Now, you don't think that I'm not in love with her because you can't put up with somebody and somebody can't put up with somebody else 38 years without being in love. You can't like them. You can't lust them. <laughs> Come on, let's just be real. You know what I'm saying? And, or put up, you just can't do it. And not be happy. You understand? I mean, there are some people that have done it, but they, are, they don't even live in the same room. They, may, they, may, they become roommates. Well, that's not a marriage, you understand. We have a marriage. We, I, you, we, and you may have a people may have a marriage certificate on the wall, but don't mean they have a marriage. People come to the altar and say, I've been born again. I asked Jesus Christ in my life. Don't mean you have a relationship with Jesus. Because how the relationship comes is by communicating. Huh? Relation comes by communicating with one another. Amen? Amen. And uh, so when the Lord began to deal with me, he said, I want you to study the life of Christ. I want you to study what he did. What he did leading up to that point, causing and allowing the miracles to take place. And there was, number one was compassion. Number two was fellowship with the Father. Because if you study the life of Christ, there were times that he would actually disappear from the disciples. and everybody. He would tell them, y'all go ahead. I got to go spend time with the Father. There are times in our lives that we have got to, to leave the chaos. Oh, come on. We have to leave the chaos of the world and leave the chaos of everything around us and just separate yourself and just get before the Father and, and just love on the Father and then let Him love on you. And when you allow Him to love on you, then He'll give you directions and all of a sudden it'll cause that, whoo, come up inside of you. Huh? Because just like Dodie Osteen when she's laying there on that bed, that, that couch. She knew that the woo wasn't going to come up until she did something. Huh? That was, Hank, she knew that wasn't, something wasn't going to change. Anything wasn't going to change until something came out of her. And for her, it was the woo. And when that woo came out, it never left her till the day she died. And she didn't care. She didn't care. Who thought about what people thought about her? She didn't care what. Listen, we were doing a meeting. I'll never forget. We're at, at, we're at um, downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this is back in the early 90s. And uh, we're there. Uh, I'm there ministering at the big youth center there. And, my, you know, we're there. And Brother Hagan is there. And, and my dad was actually there. And, and my dad preached one of the afternoons. And, and John Osteen came up. He had back problems. He came up for prayer. My dad put him on the ground and, and walked on his back and he got up healed and ran around, the, ran around the place. Next thing you know, everything got quiet. And all of a sudden, that whole auditorium that seats about 18,000 people, you heard this, woo! And all of a sudden, it started getting faster and louder. And all of a sudden, you see this little bitty thing start running around that whole compound. Woo! 
because she put herself in remembrance. <laughs> I'm not, evidently, the silence and the quiet was trying to come upon her. You understand? It, that darkness was trying to come upon her, and that's why she was like, uh-uh, I know how to get rid of you. And she went back to what got rid of that darkness. Come on. She went back to what got rid of that darkness. Because your praise, your shout, your dance, come on, your walkabout. Some of you may be just a walkabout. You may have to just walk around the neighborhood. You may have to walk around your house. You may have to walk around the, the woods or the farm. Whatever you need to do to get your woo, then you need to do it. Because you understand, you can do. Come on. We can do all things. Come on, we can do all things, but the only way we can do all things is through Christ. And the only way we're going to operate in all things is through Christ, is that we have to know who Christ is. And then we have to know who we are. Because once we know who we are, then this scripture becomes alive in us. And I love what the, the Passion Bible says it like this. The Passion Bible says it like this. It says, I know. Come on, this is Paul. You understand, this is Paul talking, and you understand, you got to, if you study the life of Paul, Paul, for seven years, was in prison for seven years, and wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament, and most of it was in prison. Now, we're not talking about a jail like we have here in America today. It was a three-tier dungeon. There were people on the first tier, there were people on the second tier, and there, were, and there was people in the third tier. Paul was at the third tier. Now you understand, whatever they had to do, their business, on the first tier, reached the second tier, and then trickled down to the third tier. And the people on the second tier did their business, and then trickled down to the third tier. For seven years, all that's coming into his tier. And he's covered. And he's walking in it. It was a miracle that he didn't even get into sickness and disease. Everybody else died. Matter of fact, when they died, they just left the bodies there. Because the prisoners didn't even want to go in that third tier. They just left there. So he had dead bodies all around. In the middle of all that, he's hearing the voice of God. And you think we got a little problem. And you think we got little issues. And you think the little thing that we're going through. You don't think, listen, if the whole world can fit in the palm of his hand, if you'll take a little pen and put a dot right there, that's you. You don't think he can take care of that little dot? Huh? You don't, you don't think that he can take care of your little situation? Come on, he's El Shaddai. He's the God that's more than enough. Huh? He's the I am. Come on. And so Paul's in this prison and, and he's writing. Stuff's coming on him, following him. He's, he's muddling through the junk. And I mean, in, in the middle of all that, you understand, he had already found his woo before he got there. <laughs> come on. Come on now. I said, you know, he, he already had his woo. Because if you study the scripture, when he stood in front of the king of Agrippa, and the king of Griffith, they were coming against him. He said, I just want you to know something. As they're coming against him and dealing with him. He said, I just want you to know something. I just think myself happy. Huh? Come on. And so he already had his woo. And so when all this was happening, he had his woo. And I can imagine when he's in prison, every time that God would download something, it would be woo. 
My God in that third tier of a prison, a monk and junk, and all of a sudden he's muddling through. Woo! My God, he's writing it down. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Man, this is amazing. Woo! I can do. He says, Paul, you can do all things. Paul, in the middle of this, you can do all things. Paul, in the middle of this, you can do all things because you have your woo inside of you. And because of that, woo! He said, and because of through Jesus Christ, God will bring you out of this. Oh my God, my God. He says it like this. He says, I know what it means to lack. Come on, how many here knows what it means to lack? I put my hand up first. I know what it means to lack. I also know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. He said, for I am, and I love this because this actually goes with Psalms 91. He said, for I have been trained. Listen to me very carefully. He said, I have been trained in the secret things. Come on, I have been trained in the secret things of overcoming all things. And you know why? Because he knew Psalms 91. Because he knew that he did dwell. You don't have to be in a penthouse to dwell in the presence of the Almighty. You don't have to be, come on, in, in the church to dwell in the presence of the Almighty. You may be at the worst time of your life, but God says, come and dwell with me. For I will cover you uh, like wings of eagles, and I will hide you in the shadows of who I am. Because I am that I am is in you. Shoto Glory to God. He says, so I have been trained. See, you're, you're in training. <laughs> you, you, come on. You know what it's like to go through this uh, and in the situation that you guys have been facing. And then you know what it's like when you had everything going and the church was going great and, and you had all these people. And then all of a sudden you said, yes, Lord, I'm going to do what you call me to do. And then the enemy shows up. So you have been trained in the secret things of overcoming all things. Same thing for you. When your daddy died almost 12 months ago. Come on, it was, a, it was a shocker to the world. It was a shocker to Nashville, North Carolina. It was a shocker to all of those that knew it. Nobody expected it. But God knew. You don't think this was a surprise to God, do you? You don't think that, you come on, this all of a sudden caught him off guard. Then all of a sudden, Pastor Kenneth is standing in front of him saying, Oh, why are you doing here? No, he knew. Come on. Huh? So he started training you. That's why he put you in that position to train you so that you will be well trained in overcoming, not just enjoy the big church and enjoy the, the nice sound system, and enjoy the nice offices and enjoy the nice life that you have. He said, I didn't train you for that. That comes because you are trained. Glory to God. He said, so he was training you to overcome all things. And so when all this happened and all this transition right in the middle of COVID and people don't want to come out of their houses, they're hiding and everything. And you better know who your God is because you still got bills to pay. We don't wait till tough times to start trying to find out who Jesus is. You better know who Jesus is when the tough times show up. Glory to God. Glory to God. I say glory to God. 
few years back, we didn't even tell anybody because we just didn't know who was going to be in, was going to speak in faith. Not they didn't mean they didn't love. But, you know, folks just don't know how to. They just don't know how to talk. I mean, really. Oh, I can't believe it. What in the world? Man, what are we going to do without Pastor Barbara? Man, can you believe she's such a sweet lady? I don't understand why. We didn't need none of that. So we just didn't tell nobody. We just kept it amongst the family. And uh, so she called me. I remember, I'll never forget the day that she called me. She said, son, I need you to pray. And so when she calls me to tell me that she needs me to pray, there's something seriously going on. I said, what is it? And I'm thinking she's going to tell me about daddy. There's something else we got to believe God for. And uh, she said, well, I went to the doctor. I just got my results back. She said, I had to go have a mammogram. And they found this big lump. And they, and they did a biopsy. And it came back that it's cancer. And she says, so I just need you to pray. She goes, I don't want... She goes, as a female, she says, I just don't want to lose my breath. She says, I, I, I want this to go away. She says, I'll do whatever's necessary, but I just want this to go away. I said, okay, mama, no problem. So I immediately, we went to praying together and applying the blood of Jesus. And so we, the family, we just stood together and we prayed. And I'm going to be honest with you. After I prayed, I didn't think about it no more. I just, I, I just... Done deal. Because my God is not hard of hearing. I didn't go before him every day. Lord, I need you to heal my mama. Lord, I need you to heal my mama. Lord, I need you to heal my mama. You see my mama. And he's like, seriously, how many times are you going to ask me? Because he's not hard of hearing. But see, I couldn't, I couldn't respond that way if I wasn't trained. You know, the tests and trials come. We are trained through the tests and trials. And I don't look at, at tests and trials as tests and trials. I look at them as opportunities for testimonies. Huh? Come on. I don't look at them as a test. Oh, I'm going through a test. No, I'm not going through a test. I'm going through a, a fight. Because there is a fight of faith. And, I'm, I, you know, and anybody that knows me, I love to fight. I mean... We were walking down the road today, and the dog started to bark, and it started coming up down the path. I say, "Come, I'm, I'm ready for a fight. I, I, I'm about to do for one." I mean, sometimes I just like, I just wish they would. You know, you, you know, people saying stuff, you be in a line or something, you know, and and they're they're running their mouth a little bit, and you, you know, and so they're actually coming against somebody. You, know, you don't, really don't want to get in involved in anybody's business. But I'm thinking to myself, now I'm a Holy Ghost man. And I'm thinking to myself, I wish he would just turn and ask me what I'm looking at. I just, sometimes that bulldog tenacity just rise up in me. You know, now don't get me wrong. I'll lay hands on him afterwards I get done with him. I'll pray for him and I'll believe for God for healing and let him get and rise him up, raise him up again. I don't have no problem with that. But when my mama called and said, pray. I, I just applied the blood of Jesus, but you know what I did do? I just thanked the Lord. I went into a spirit of thanksgiving. Lord, I just thank you. So every morning I got up, I said, Lord, I thank you that my mom was healed. I just thank you. Just, I mean, I plead the blood of Jesus over our team. Um, every day I'm covering them in the blood. I mean, I mean, every day. And I'm covering them in the blood. And so I just covered her in the blood. I pray for her every day. I pray for my dad every day. I pray for my whole family every day. My whole team, I pray for our ministry. Everyone that's connected to our ministry is a part of our ministry. By name, I pray for them. 
It takes him about an hour and a half to pray. And so I just said, Lord, I just thank you. I didn't give no more thought about it as far as asking her. I didn't even ask her, Mom, have you heard anything from the daughter? Never even asked her until one day. Won't very long after that. I guess it was, I don't know, maybe three months, four months, something like that. She calls me. She says, son, she said, uh, I got some good news. I said, what is it, mama? She said, I just got, I went back to the doctor and they did another scan and they couldn't find nothing wrong. I have no cancer. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, somebody. So when you get, when you start training yourself and be well trained in the secret, these secret things, talking about the things of God, uh, this becomes commonplace. Your expectation of this is you get all of a sudden, you, you get this confidence in you that no matter what the devil throws your way, no matter what comes your way, you're going to walk through this. I saw a testimony the other day that really blessed me. And uh, I don't know if y'all know who Charity Gale is, that she's a um, worship leader. And uh, just this uh, past year, um, she got diagnosed with cancer in her throat. What is it called? Lymphoma. Yeah, lymphoma. And uh, so she went there, and, and so she got checked up, and, she, and the doctors told her. So she went home, and she waited for her husband to come home. Now, you can imagine what must have been going through her mind in that quiet time. At that moment, she didn't have a woo because it rocked her world a little bit. And that's okay because things were about to change. For her husband came home. He walked in the door and he could tell there was something wrong. And he goes, you know, and she begins to tell him. And, he, and when she told him everything, he goes, that's all right. He said, whatever it takes. He says, our God. He says, our God's going to see us through. He said, I don't care how many lobbies of hospitals we have to walk through. He said, I don't care how many you know, um, rooms the doctor's offices we got to walk through. We know that God's going to deliver us. And we know that God's going to, to bring this through this. And this is going to be a testimony. And that's what she said. And what was it? Three months, three months, 90 days and 90 days. She went back or she and I guess she did check it. And she got a call. She got a call from the daughter. Oh, you don't have it. You know, she got upset because her first mammogram, uh, her first um, ultrasound was of her throat. And she was crying. And, and the nurse asked her, why are you crying? She said, it's, it's because I thought my first ultrasound was going to be when I got pregnant. Because she'd been believing God to be pregnant. And they've been married for three years up to this point, And she hadn't gotten pregnant. And she was in tears. She thought my first ultrasound was going to be a baby. Instead, the devil tried to give her something that didn't belong to her. He tried to give her his baby. Let me try this out over here. Huh? Instead of getting a baby from heaven, she was getting a baby from hell. Huh? And as they ultrasounded, they showed the growth. And it had life. But we can choose what life we want to live. And what life we want to have. And she said, thank God for a man of faith. Because when he said that, it created a woo in her. Huh? 
I said, it created a woo in her and all those things that she had been trained. Come on. She had been trained in all these times and all these songs that she had written about the goodness of God and all these songs that she had been written about the life of God, the worship songs and the praise songs. All those things was training. Come on. Every song that she sung was in preparation. Every time she wrote a new song was in preparation. Every time she sung a new song was in preparation. Every time she sat down and to write these words and to get downloaded from heaven, these worship songs and these praise songs was in preparation because when at the time that she needed Jesus the most because she got trained in the secret things, come on, she knew what it was like. And because of that, God showed up and showed off in her life. Glory to God. I say glory to God. It ain't over, baby, until it's over. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I mean, if Gabriel just wet his lips, I think I'd be gone right now. And so Paul says this in his scripture. He says, I know. I know. I know. I know my Redeemer lives. He said, I know my Jesus. I know my Father loves me. He said, I am confident. I am fully persuaded. I am confident. I know. And because that I know, I know that when the times of light came, it didn't rock my world. I stay focused. When they threw me in the dungeon, I knew my Redeemer lived and, and God preserved me. And, and in the middle of my darkest hour, God was speaking to me at his loudest. But we're never alone. My brother, you're never alone. You are a testimony in action. Because, just think about it, if you did not make that decision, if you would just listen to your flesh and not come, You could be in a hospital right now. But thank God that you heard the voice and go and you didn't say no. Thank God that we have the, the strength in us to go. In the middle of Paul's despair. In the middle of Dodie Osteen's despair. In the middle of my mama's despair. In the middle of Charity's despair. A woo rose up in them. Because in Thelma's dark hour, she was balled up in a corner. See, what y'all don't know 
is Pastor Marvin that was here singing Monday night and was with me Monday night. Y'all have no idea. Now, he's got four number one songs, and his, his fifth song is at number five now. It's climbing the charts to number one, Southern Gospel, Country Gospel. But you don't know. So you have no idea that 15 years ago, he was in a corner. Just like Dodios, I mean, just like Thelma Hankins. In the corner, balled up. Shriveling to nothing, his wife, she was here tonight. His wife would literally have to pick him up and put him in the bathtub. Because he was consumed with darkness. He was dying. Because depression had took over his whole being. And people ask him all the time, why do you joke so much? Why do you laugh so much? He said, because the alternative is not pretty. Come on. If we're not praising, if we're not glorifying God, the alternative is not pretty. Come on. If we're not releasing that anointing, you're not speaking the name of Jesus, come on. The alternative is ugly. I just feel like you just need to lift your hands for a moment. Come on, just lift our hands. The Father's, the Spirit of God is moving in this place right now. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I love this because Paul, when he says, I've been trained of overcoming all things. Everybody say all things. He said, whether it's in fullness or whether it's in hunger, I have been trained how to get through this. In other words, he says, I praise him when I feel good. I praise him when I'm doing good. I praise him when I don't feel good. And I praise him when I don't have nothing. I just still praise him. Because it is in those moments of my praise that I get a revelation uh, encounter a revelation knowledge that is encountered that is delivered into us that's what I get and that one word from heaven just one word from heaven is going to change your life forever just one word one word and it's in those moments that you're praising and that you're worshiping he says this, he said, I find my strength. You want to know how to find your strength? You find your strength. He said, I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me. In other words, he says this, I literally open up my side and and bring you into me. And then I seal you up. In Houston, Texas, years ago, doctors found out, this has been several, several years ago, that with burn victims, severe burned hands and burned arms, that they would literally open up the person's body and put their arms in the body and then sew it back up. And they found out 
that the blood, that as the body was producing the blood, that the blood began to attack those dead cells. And they would leave it there for a period of time, I don't know if it was 30 days, whatever, and then they would unstitch them and they'd take their arm out and they would not even have any burns on their arm. So God said it to me like this. He said, when you come into my life, he said, the reason why Jesus died on the cross, the reason why the soldier, there's a couple of reasons why, but for this moment, the reason why the soldier pierced his side, it opened up the path. Come on, it opened up a way for us to be infused with Jesus. So Paul knew that in the middle of his darkest hour, he was attached to Jesus. He wasn't walking through that muck by himself because he was infused with Jesus. You don't go to the doctor's office by yourself because you've been infused with Jesus. You don't, come on, you don't go through certain things and without being by yourself because you've been infused with Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. Thank God. And because of this infusion, it says, it causes me to conquer all, everybody say all, difficulties. Oh, Father. Let your glory fill this place. Thank you, Jesus. Come
Melanie, come here. Come here, sweetie. I want everybody to point your hands this way. Ha 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 ha. Oh, glory. Just let the glory of the Lord saturate you. Oh, the glory. There it is. My God. Oh, it's like warm honey. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Diane, just lift your hands right there. Lift your hands right there. Both hands. I know. Let me see it. I'll take care of that right now, okay? Ha ha. Stage two. Stage two. Ha ha. Oh, she cut out of city. Yele bosundo ramasaha. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, she cut out of bosaha. In the name of Jesus. There it is. There it is. Oh, she cut out of city. Tina, come here. Come here. Oh, you just step right in it. Keep. Oh, my God. Ha, 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 ha. There it is. There it is. Oh, the glory of God. Shh. Ooh, glory to God. Ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ha, Melanie, give me your hands. I got the oil on my hands. Every time a thought comes your way, you're going to touch hands and you're going to put it over your mind. And you're going to touch both temples. And you're going to say, get behind me, Satan. For I've, got, I've received mine. I curse that. I've already cursed that. So I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, she cut out of the bosaha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, dance in your presence, dance in your presence, dance in your presence, yes.
Becky, come here. Ha ha, sehe. Kele bo saha. Oh, ma, 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 ma. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. I'm telling you the glory. She can't even get up. <laughs> oh, glory. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Father, I cover with the blood right there. Oh, ma. Le be saha. Ko saha. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, release that healing anointing right now. I release that healing anointing right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus. Body, hear the word of the Lord right now. In Jesus' name. Ha, ha, ha. Shalabosaha. Lebesite. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, somebody, give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's her name? Glory. Come here, Gloria. Now, I hadn't had any conversation with you. But there's a reason why you made that trip tonight. Because <laughs> you needed something from the Lord. He said, Lord, I'm coming to get mine. Because you know what I need. I know. Well, guess what? My gosh. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on, let's give God a praise. Woo! Nathan, you and Jill, come here. I thought the Lord was going to hold this back till tomorrow night that I was going to impart. But the Lord said right now because the atmosphere is right. Want anybody to point your hands this way? Hmm. Hmm. Ha. Come here, baby. Ha-la-bo-sa-he-so-to-ra-jata-mo-gondo-se-te-san-da-la-bo-zondo-sh-to-ha-kinde-bo-gondo-ma-ta-le-be-ki-jo-to-sa-ha-fa-zan-da-m
but there is a joy that is going to suddenly overtake you and overwhelm you because that joy is laying the foundation of the very path that you are going to walk out. And it will be quickly, says the Lord, and you don't have to look to the right or to the left, and you don't have to search, and you don't have to wonder if you're hearing me because I'm a big God. And yet I can whisper those things to you and it'll be clear as day, but let that joy overwhelm you and overtake you and lay it out before you, says the Lord. <laughs> and at this moment, my impartation of the same thing, the same anointing, the same thing as you have entered into this family, saith the Lord, <laughs> you reap all the benefits. That's all the anointing, that's all the glory, that's all the power, all the, all the blessings, everything. Shh, glory to God, Shh, glory. And I seal it with the blood of Jesus right now. Ha, ha, ha. Shele ha. And you'll never preach the same again. Ha, ha. Shele ha. Lebe shehe. Mosaha. New level. A new level. A new level. Shele bosaha. Kishetele bosehe. La mosaha. La bosehe. Ha, ha. Michael, you're Melanie, come here. Ha, ha, da bosaha. And I just heard the Lord say, that's the same thing. Because we're entering the covenant. And whether you knew it or not, you're about to come in even deeper in with us. <laughs> For we are your covering. I'm just making it plain and clear, making the devil mad right now. For that which is about to take place is an impartation. And you've had some of them because I've been around you. But God said, I'm doing a new thing tonight. Ho, ho, ha, ha. ha. A new fire, a greater fire and greater anointing. And you've seen glimpses of it. And you say, Lord, was that me? Is that me? And the Lord said, the things that your dad imparted into you and the things that I'm imparting you tonight, saith the Lord. And the, oh, and from me, saith the Lord. Oh, sodor, fire. And you will know, ma, and you will know, and you will know. Glory to God. Shut up, Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come here. Yes, ma'am, you. Ha ha. Shete le bosaha. Ke le bosete. Ha ha ha. Right here in the middle. Ha ha ha. Woo ha. I heard the Lord say that you made a decision to go deeper. When the year turned, he said, Lord, I'm going deeper this year. I heard you. I heard you. The Holy Ghost heard you and told me that's what you said. Amen. Am I right? Yeah. And he said, because of that, I am going to give you the desires of your heart. This year, this year is going to be one of your greatest years of your life. Ha. Huh. Ha. Huh. He said, you will be an example to your family. Huh. And those ones that you've been believing God for, he said, get ready, begin to see it. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Yeah. He said, see them. 
See them standing beside you praising. See them standing beside you with their hands lifted up. He said, because once you can see that, you'll see it. Glory to God. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for a fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. And also, we just heal the, we just release the healing anointing. Yeah, I see that, Lord. I release that healing anointing in her body right now. I curse that right now. I curse that right now in the name of Jesus. For the blood will be purified. I, come, I speak to the blood of this body right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Cameron, you might as well come here. You're here. You might as well get yours. <laughs> you have no idea. You really don't. What God is going to do for you. But also what you're going to do for God. Yeah, you, you're, 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 you're about that close. Things are going to change. And people are going to say, how did you get that? How did you get that? And then something else is going to happen. They're going to say, well, how did you get that? And you're going to say, it had to be God. Because you're choosing to go all in. For this night, you choose to go all in. And this night, when you choose to go all in, he said, I'm all in with you. You won't ever have to worry about anything once you go all in. Now lift your hands. Ha. Say, I receive everything God has for me tonight. Father, I thank you for the anointing. Ha. Let that fire, let that fire, let that fire burn. Glory to God. Wow. Ha, ha, ha. In the, oh, my, my, my. In the name. Mm, 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 mm. That's like hot honey. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Sete le ramasaha. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory. 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 Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. I didn't do nothing. That's fine. Take your time. Glory to God. No, just just take your time. You can sit right there if you want. Just let her sit right there. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha, ha. Well, praise the Lord. Hmm. <laughs> Thank God for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Yes, glory to God. She may have to have a designated driver tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Sammy, just stand up right where you are. Ha, lift your hands. Ha, ha. Ooh, glory. Shele bosaha. Marabosehe. He shita. Doha. Shh. 
Mm. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing right now. In the name of Jesus. I release that anointing right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of praise. Oh, come on. You can do better now. Let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 The glory of the Lord is here. I said the glory of the Lord is here. I said the glory of the Lord is here. Oh.
Oh, come on, sing it, people. Let your voices, hallelujah. Oh, Sondorama, 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 Sondorama,
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of praise. Oh, Lord. Come on now. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. My, 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 my. Never the same, Tina. (laughs) Ooh, never the same. Oh, be careful coming across here. The glory of the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> oh, let the glory of the Lord shine out of my city. Oh, she cut out of all city, my son. Yelling more city. Your son, Amana. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. One more time. Give God a shout of praise. Glory. Oh, glory. You can sit in my seat if you want. Just put her in my seat. Let her get a double portion. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor Michael. Pastor Melody, thank you guys, Cameron and Gloria, for coming all the way from Nashville, North Carolina, from Fellowship Church there. Got a wonderful church there. And uh, I've actually been going there for over 20 years. And that's hard to believe. But uh, it's only getting better now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, 